everybody, and you're watching the first episode of the Randy Forcier podcast. I'm Randy Forcier, residential loan officer with Norcom Mortgage in Saco. Been wanting to start a podcast for a long time. Was recently on some friends' podcasts and uh, learned a little bit about the process. Found out it wasn't wasn't that hard, so I decided to give it a shot. So here we are. Plan is to do this on a weekly basis. New guests every time, talking about things that are kind of adjacent to my world, things like real estate, investing, small business, but at the same time, profiling the people that are on with me, talking a little bit about their business. Hopefully I learned something, but most importantly, I hope we can have some pretty fun conversations. So as I've been planning for this, put together a list of people that I would want to have on, and it was pretty easy for me to identify who I'd want to have on first. And it's my brother, Matt, who's here with me today. Matt is a videographer, owns LMV Productions, Lives in West Newbury, Mass with his wife, Heather, and my niece, Marin. He's the man, better version of me in every way, and uh, super excited to have him here. So, hey, Matt. I appreciate it. And I guess a little asterisk, in every way except height uh, yes. is, is the, 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 the one big thing you have, uh, but fired up to be here. And kudos to you, man. You've been talking about this for a long time, you, for, I mean, a couple of years now. You, yep. This is something that you've really, really wanted to do, and good for you for taking the initiative and kind of diving in and get going on this. Absolutely, bud. So about what you just said, though, I just want, I wasn't going to say anything about the height, but <laughs> always remind me that I got the height and you got the looks. So. That's, that's exactly. I, I, I needed to get that. I needed to get that, and you know, you got you. Uh, you know, you're set up in your basement. I'm at a place I do a lot of work with, Ember, here in Newburyport. Uh, they're nice enough to allow me to use their their studio space. So, uh, yeah, I just fired up to be here. Your it's video awesome. quality looks like you're in Afghanistan. So that's <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Good. I want. I really. I, I shouldn't have said exactly where I am because I should be like undisclosed location, so you yeah. guys don't know where I am. But all right. Well, hopefully it comes across a little better once this is uh, actually uploaded somewhere. Absolutely. No, no, it's great, pal. I'm happy to have you here. We'll have some fun. You know, I even talked to you about doing this, like me and you, something where me and you talk about podcasts. We obviously like listen to a lot of podcasts, mm -hmm. you know, over the years. We'll get to that in a second. Um, that obviously is a big commitment to do something weekly, the two of us, but I, I'm pretty confident that if we had, we probably would have already signed a deal with Spotify at this point. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? With everything, yeah. With everything going on with Joe Rogan the last they were looking for replacements and what <laughs> they could possibly do. And I think if you and I did do a podcast, we may be able, be able to take that spot, but it's funny because we always, for, for a long time, we've said like, what if people just like recorded our phone conversations, like people would be surprised, like, well, well yeah, it would be a podcast and like what we talk about, you know, yeah. uh, we talk about, you know, two, three times a week and we kind of have our rotation of, of topics uh, that we go on. So yeah, it's, it's, it's funny that we're actually, you took the initiative and then got this going and I'm, I'm pumped to, to see where it goes. Same here. So about podcasts, like I think about podcasts and it's a pretty big part of my like, you know, daily, weekly routine. Same for you. We talk about it all the time. I, I think back to like when I started listening to podcasts, maybe like 15 years ago, right? Like 12, 13, 15 years ago. Like what is the first podcast that comes to mind for you that you, that you listen to? Like what the was the one that kind of like set it up? The first one was Bill Simmons podcast. Back, okay. Yeah. I think the first podcast, well, it's funny because my intro to podcasting. So 13 years ago is when I graduated from Endicott College. Okay. Yeah. That freshman year, uh, one of my college professors, his name's uh, Professor Todd Wemmer. I took his intro to podcasting class. And this was a time where like no one knew what podcasting was and no idea what podcasting was. And I, I learned a lot about it. And part of the 
program was to like go out and record a podcast. And in, in Beverly, I uh, it's right next to Salem. And obviously the witches are, are a big part of Salem. So I went and I interviewed the high priest of the Salem witches. And I, I talked to him. He's a very interesting guy. I talked to him for about a half an hour. And I came back and I listened to the audio. And the entire time he's talking, I'm like, yep, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh. Like completely ruining anything that I, I got. And I, it was a good learning for me. But that was like my first intro to podcasting was taking that class. And then once we started downloading through iTunes, the Bill Simmons podcast, he was with ESPN. And now he is the founder of The Ringer. He's kind of... Yeah. To me, like the godfather of podcasting. I'm listening to you as I'm saying, yep, yep. Oh, <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, it's funny because you, you know, it's, it's like having a normal conversation. You're, you know, you're acknowledging it and that kind of stuff. But I remember that being the biggest learning I got from that first intro to podcasting class. So good advice. Thanks, bud. I, I think back to podcasts back in the day, and I know I, I think it started out with listening to Adam Carolla. Like there was a time that we like we listened to Adam Carolla all the time. Yes, the Ace Ace Man person, which was yep. awesome. And it makes me think of like how ahead of the game he was probably on a lot of this stuff. You know, like a daily podcast. You know, doing like in person shows, getting people out there. I mean, I know Joe Rogan does that. Like a million podcasters take their podcast and do like live in arena, in club type things. And then since then, yeah, it's like you know a Bill Simmons rotation, all kinds of sports, pop culture, movie stuff. So. Well, it's, it's been fun. So. It's been fun, but what I think, like what, like we're we're interested in, and I know you are also interested in in. There's two different kinds of podcasts that we like. We love like the interviews, like you know what I mean, like just having two people having a long form interview conversation that can go much more deep than like the late night talk shows or things that celebrities or, or things on. So one topic and really diving deep. But we also, I, I mean. I remember Serial, obviously, when that came out, and that was a different kind of, of podcast, you know, a little bit more investigative, uh, journalistic podcast. And that was, I mean, that was huge. I remember us talking. Like must listen. Must listen. They had, they had the skit, I remember, for SNL. Um, and Sarah Koenig was on, like, Colbert at that point when he was on Comedy Central. And that was, like, the first podcast, I think, that really made it super mainstream with cereal. And, and then you and I know we've talked, listened to other yeah. ones uh, as well. Like, I think back to that Richard Simmons one. Do <laughs> you remember that Richard oh Simmons Oh my one? gosh. It well, sounds we... weird to even talk about, but that was an awesome podcast. There was like a time that I was like, oh my God, Richard Simmons is like being controlled by his like aid or whatever. And it was, I still don't even know what really happened, but that was one I was all in on. That's hilarious. I completely forgot about that one, but that was one, it's a perfect example. Like that was like a great investigative piece yeah. that every week it kind of left you on the edge of your seat. And it's just like, it's like the top, like Richard Simmons, like you and I, like, I, yeah, yeah, I know. Maybe you're a big Richard Simmons guy. I don't know. I'm but I, I thought you were more of a big Richard Simmons guy. Yeah, <laughs> but it's definitely like, an interesting podcast. What a, what a, uh, that was interesting. So I know you and I have, have, uh, you know, been listening, I used to like 13, 15 years to different podcasts. And then we kind of have our rotation right now. Yeah. So it's, um, it's awesome. Well, here we are, pal. Again, I'm glad to have you. You got a little bit of a sense of what I'm looking to do with this. So what I'm hoping to do is, is spend a good amount of time talking about you, um, talking about LMV Productions, and then just kind of going from there. So why don't you just catch everyone up, tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Yeah, it's it's funny too, because I know when you kind of talked to me about this and said we were going to be doing this, it's like, we like, obviously I know what you do, you know what I do, all obviously, but like, we're talking on the phone 
we don't talk about like work very often or like what's going on. We always talk about, you know, families, movies, TV shows, and that kind of stuff. So it's good to like, for us to like dive in and, and chat with you too, and, and hear more about all the things you do. But so, yes, yeah, so I am the owner of LMD Productions based here down in West Newbury, a small video production company focuses on, we do some wedding films, corporate films, live events, um, videos for, for small businesses that really focus on storytelling. We kind of do it all in that sense from a video production standpoint. Uh, been doing this now since 2010. So after uh, I graduated from Endicott, I did a quick stint with MTV's The Real World with uh, other Biddeford alumni, Tracy Chaplin. He helped me get a, a job there. I was, a, I was a production assistant with that for six months in DC. And then coming back home, I wanted to come back to Maine. And then our mutual friend, Jamie Gagnon, another Biddeford guy, he, him and his dad, Ron, owned a video production company called Lasting Memories Videotaping, where they were kind of, in our area, the go-to wedding videographers. They did my wedding. They, so. did your, they did your wedding. A lot of our friends and, and family's wedding in the area did an amazing job. And Jamie asked me to kind of come on board, and um, he taught me so much about the wedding industry, about running a video business, running a business in general. And our relationship kind of, kind of grew uh, and stuff. And we ended up pivoting a little bit from weddings and, and kind of changed lasting memories, videotaping to LMV productions. And about five or six years ago, I ended up taking LMV down to Massachusetts and, um, you know, here we are, here we are now. So now how many weddings a year are you doing? Now? So back in the day, like with Jamie and I, when we first started, we were doing like 25 to 30 uh, weddings then. Yeah. Uh, and now since then I kind of pivoted and I do, I'm doing six weddings this year and five or six is kind of my, my sweet spot, but weddings are uh, as awesome and fun as they are. They're, they're a lot of work goes into them. It's very exhausting Definitely. and weekends are, you know, in Maine and New England in general, you have from Memorial Day to Columbus Day, really, of, of a nice span of weather. So I want to take advantage of that. And now my wife, Heather, and I, we have our daughter, Marin. We want to be able to enjoy uh, some family weekend time together. So Well, I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm happy that you made that pivot because, I mean, there there were years where it was like, you know, don't see Matt in the summertime, which which is a possibility <laughs> golf. And it's like, you know, you're, you're away at a wedding. I know. And I get it. You know, I mean, like you, the weddings that you have done. Are amazing. I always look forward to seeing like the, the videos that you do and what the final product is, but there is definitely a sacrifice to doing that. And it's been awesome that you've been able to like, not, not pivot, but like, just, you know, you can still take on weddings, you know, but you can just kind of tone down the number that you do. Yeah. And I've been able to shift to other things. Cause look, I would say that's not an easy transition to make for a lot of videos, right? It, yeah. It's, it's really, first off, thank you very much for saying that. It means a lot. And I, I really appreciate it. But weddings are such a, a different animal, you know what I mean? Because it, there's a lot of preparation leading up to it. But when you're there, come the day of, you have to be 100% prepared. There are no do-overs. You can't have them do their vows over again. If you miss that kiss, you can't do that over again. Toasts and speeches, you have to make sure you kind of capture all that stuff. So then if you're almost able to do weddings, take that to a corporate setting where you're kind of able to control all the elements, do multiple takes of things and all that. It's almost like, wow, this is, this is actually a little bit easier. It was almost like weddings were an unbelievable crash course in videography in general. 
and then take what I've learned and kind of put it in, in different other areas. Yeah. And I do want to get to some of that corporate stuff, but it just reminded me that there was a period of time that, and I don't even know if you do this anymore, but like you had like a year or two run of doing some real estate stuff, right? Yeah. Yes, like absolutely. And I don't know if you, you might not even do that anymore, but like that was something that you did for a period of time. Absolutely. That was a huge thing with this company in Newburyport called Bentley's, a good friend of mine, Adam Lemire, he's the director of marketing and Bentley's has like 50 agents or so. So they, they wanted kind of a formula for their, their real estate videos. And Adam did a good, great job of kind of spelling out what that formula was. So what, I mean, there was a couple of years where I would do 200 real estate videos a year. We'd, we'd have this formula of exactly how to get it done and it'd be in and out the door. And, but the real estate, I mean, it was a great, it was a great thing to do Monday through Friday. Yep. when I was trying to cut back on, on weddings a little bit. Definitely. And it reminds me of another thing that you did too. And I think this might've even been before the, the real estate stuff was, didn't you partner up with Endicott College? And yes. you were like doing videos for like- Oh my gosh. Or, I forget I forget the specifics. But yeah, yeah. so came up with this concept called Web Recruiter, okay? And what it was, was it was, we did it with Endicott and then we did it with UNE. We did like 50 videos for UNE too. And what we ended up doing was basically we created these, these 90 second videos where we'd interview a junior or a senior at the Endicott or at UNE in their program of study, you know, communication, hospitality, whatever it is. And these students would be like the superstar students. Like they'd be all in on, on what the what the courses are and what the college is all about. And what we do is we'd film them and then get, kind of get some footage of them in the classroom and kind of package these 90 second videos. So one perspective students would go to Endicott's website and look at the communication website. They would see like, oh my God, if I'm as well put together as so-and-so after being in their program for three years, that's where I want to go. So I used to do a lot of stuff for Endicott in, in those kind of videos and University of New England was the other big one. It's kind of cool to hear because like, it sounds like you've evolved a number of different times, right? Like, and then this is all stuff you like, I obviously know, but like you've evolved over, over the years and it, it's almost like the sky's the limit with some of this stuff. It's like onto the next thing. I mean, I know what you're doing right now. And mm -hmm. at some point, you know, you know, there's, there's ideas out there for videography that uh, aren't even on my radar or your radar right now, but like you, I can see you taking it there. You know, it, one of the big things, and I get this question, you know, as I know, still in the middle of the pandemic, winding down, whatever, however you want to look at it. But like, I get the question, like, oh my gosh, how did the, the pandemic like affect you? And the truth is the need for video grew exponentially during the pandemic because people weren't getting together. So what companies would, would be doing is they'd be filming themselves on Zoom or I would go film them with a mask on and all the wipes and all that kind of stuff yep. and put together these videos. They would then send out to the masses when pre-pandemic, people would all get together and they'd hear these things in person. Yeah. But that was a way which almost the, that allowed, helped me pivot because weddings weren't happening. And I was that, that was kind of a big thing that allowed me to transition into what I'm more doing today. So talk about what you're doing right now. Like, uh, yeah, like so I, I got a sense of what you're doing, but like, let, let's hear a little bit more about it. Yep. Yeah, so as I said, we, we still do weddings. We have six weddings on the books this year, but we're doing a lot more corporate stuff. Biggest partner I have is the place I am right now, the company called Ember, which is a gathering agency here in Newburyport that works with brands nationally and internationally to put on these amazing in-person events, whether it be sales meetings, president's club type stuff, conferences, all these big things. 
and I'm kind of a partner with them to help them managing their media, whether me filming stuff or me outsourcing to other videographers and editors that I know in kind of managing their media and working with their team on a weekly basis. So th that, that's that's why you go some pretty cool places, right? You meet some pretty cool people. It's, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing, first the company is an amazing company to work for. I love the people and really gives me that camaraderie environment, which is really great when you're, you know, a, a sole business owner, you don't have that, you know, camaraderie and really ability to, to talk with a lot of people. So that's been fantastic. But then their clientele, I know you and I both like, you know, golfing, uh, FootJoy is one of their biggest brands, Titleist and, and the parent company, a cushion of them. So we got to go um, to do some fun, fun shoots with them down in Florida and California, Costa Sunglasses. We were in Puerto Rico for a little bit. So they used to have some cool, cool brands to work with and, and no, no job is ever the same. So, yeah. which is awesome, which, yeah. which makes work fun. I want you to, I want you to mention it. You got a chance to hang out with, with JT, Justin Thomas. Yeah. I mean, we were down, we were down for a shoot for foot joy down in uh, Jupiter, Florida, Florida area where we got to interview uh, Justin Thomas and they brought on foot joy as one of their, their, their biggest and newest additions, a female a professional LPGA player, Jessica Corda who was awesome to deal with, with, with her too. And just kind of see them to interact and us film it. Um, it was awesome. I mean, it's like, it was like so cool. We always joke about how, if you ever need someone to hold the boom mic, <laughs> yeah, any of these exactly. things, I'm always available. No big deal. Super flexible schedule on my end. You can do everything remote. So I uh, just want you to know. Anytime. Yeah. The time we get us thing with Tom Brady, I promise I'll, we'll get the boom mic ready. And you'll just be kind of walking around with your arms. It up. doesn't even have to be connected to anything. No. It obviously won't be. I'll just hold it and it'll be great. You'll be walking around with like headphones and like the headphones aren't like just like hanging off you. Like there's like absolutely no. Clearly not like it's like upside down. Yeah. But yeah, but I, when we get the Tom Brady thing. You'll uh, you'll be holding the, the boom mic uh, for sure. Absolutely. Now I was thinking too. Tell me again the story about the whole barstool thing you did. Like because you did do like a oh. barstool. That was, okay. yes, that was with, so that was with Ember and that was with FootJoy as well. So I wasn't with Barstool, but Barstool was, was associated with this thing where it was called a blackout event at, at a Beth Page Black Golf Course on Long Island. It's like one of the, I know they, they ended up, I think, hosting the, the PGA Championship there a couple of years yeah. ago. It's a pretty well-known course and what the course is known for is it is open to the public. However, they only have a certain amount of people they allow play, to play at the course every single day. So what people do is they literally camp out the night before in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. They'll show up at 6, 7 p.m., park in the car, like park in their spot and sleep in their car all night long. They'll wake up at 5 a.m., they'll go to check in and they, again, they only take so many people. So what FootJoy did was they ended up kind of renting the golf course. So what uh, people started coming in and lining up and what Ember did with, with FootJoy was they made this huge like tent, which um, with like grills and games inside and all that kind of stuff. And they surprised the people waiting in line saying, Hey, you guys are, no matter what you guys are going to play tomorrow, we actually have beds for you to sleep in outside. And they had a professional golfer, uh, Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker. I always pick him in my drafting plan. <laughs> exactly. Because of this. He, he's, he was awesome. And the Barstool um, foreplay guys were, were there. And they were they were really cool. And we just got to film that, that event 
that night and the next day we got to film out on the golf course. And it was, yeah, it was probably one of the more memorable things got to be, be a part of. It was a lot of fun. I, so, I remember talking about that, man, but that was even, that was like what, three or four years ago. I think, I think that was like, yeah, like maybe even closer to, to five years ago yeah. or so. Yeah. It was an awesome, awesome event. Time flies. So I guess I'd ask like, as a videographer, what do you think the most important thing or, or quality that you have has led to success for you? The most important thing is definitely realizing that I, I cannot do it alone. So I remember doing it with, um, I remember editing a wedding one year. This is just when I was kind of by myself. It was like Christmas Eve, the day before Christmas Eve. And I was just like hitting my head against the wall. And I'm like, oh, this, at this point you're, you're editing for how many weddings straight, hours straight weddings, you know, I end up, tend, tend up kind of all looking the same. And I just couldn't, I was in such a creative mind and I had to get them this film to the couple by Christmas Eve. And I was just like, I, I cannot do this. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm not doing a good job editing this. It's not kind of, it just wasn't coming together. So that was when I made a decision to reach out to an editing company. RK is creative. They're based out of California. And I remember I was petrified to have them edit a wedding for me. I was, because when you're in, when you're like, I don't know, a sole business owner or with a videographer, a lot of people tend to think no one can do it better than me. It's going to take me just as long to train someone or explain to them what I want. Why don't I just do it myself? Once I got out of that mentality and brought them on. Um, and I remember I was, I remember not being able to sleep that next. It was a huge financial investment. I didn't know if it was going to be able to do it. They were going to be able to do it. And I got the first cut and I was blown away. And, and I was like, these guys, they're so much better than me. They're worth every penny. And it's making my life a lot easier because now I didn't have to be behind a computer editing. I could go out and talk with people to grow the business. I could go out and film more, do more things that I, I'm better at and freeze me up. So once I got the realization that I can't do it alone and kind of build this, this team around me, that changed everything. And now Arceus, my, my this awesome editing team does probably about 90% of all my work, not just weddings. So that that's, was the biggest learning I, I've gotten over the years. Such a good learning for anyone that's listening, even for myself, you know, like being able to delegate tasks that either you're not, you're not as good as you'd like to be, or it's just like cheaper to have someone else do it, or just frees you up to do things that make you more money or things that you enjoy more. Yeah. If it's like spending more time with Heather and Mary or whatever the case may be. Like, I, I think that that's like great advice for any business owner, regardless of the industry. It's huge. It's huge. That was, that was the, the biggest thing. And, and they are, they're great and have an amazing relationship with them. And then I remember the other great piece of advice I got was from my college professor, Todd Wemmer, where this was after I graduated and was talking about weddings and he could tell I was doing like 25, 30 weddings a year. And maybe was looking a little burnt out. And the best advice he gave me was double your prices and lose half your clients. I knew you were going to say that. And it's something I talk about with other people I network with. Yeah, I mean, you'll lose some weddings, but like you'll make more money and quality of life improves. And, you know, I guess if you're not worth it, the market will kind of take hold, but clearly you are. I'm happy to see that you did that and had success with it. it yeah, it was, yeah, it was, that was, that was a big, a big learning. So that was, a, that's, that was a couple things. And then through the years to been able to build, it's still like myself as the business, but I have the, the shooters all locally. We have a very tight knit videographer group that. A, if I can't go to something, I can send my, my buddy Adam Metterville, who's my main second shooter. 
I can send him places on my behalf and he does an amazing job or he'll second shoot with me. So we have this like, and I have other shooters too, this team around us that, that's been very helpful. So that's awesome. Good advice. Thanks for sharing that. I, I mean, I guess that that's the main stuff that I want to hit today. Get a little bit of a chance to profile you. I love talking about these old stories with you. It's, it's stuff that we've talked about over the years. So it like brings back memories for me, not just, you know, not just you, I'm sure. So it's cool. cool to well then too, and I kind of wanted to talk, you know, cause we, again, we talk a lot about like, we don't talk a lot about business. We talk a lot about movies and, and TV shows and family and all that kind of stuff. But with you, I mean, you have some kind of exciting things happening with work right now too. I know you're going to be moving into your new office space. How are things going with, with you guys over at Norcom? Yeah, Norcom, Norcom's great. We decided to buy a building, move our office, perfect timing, peak of the real estate market rates are up to a million percent. So, you know, that's, uh, know, right? it's like perfect time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, know, I mean, it, it's good. I mean, we, we've, you know, business has been great over the years. We're super fortunate, lucky to work with my partners, Chris and Brian. That's a good thing going for How us. How long have you been with those guys now? It'll actually be seven years on July 1st. Seven Spring, years. You know, 2015, July 1st. And it looks like we'll be in our new space July 1st, 2022. So seven years on the dot. I hope so. It's slow going, getting stuff done. But, you know, we're, we're super excited. A little bit of progress here, you know, day by day, week by week, you know, two months to go. We'll see what happens. And obviously, I know we're, we're timing this because it's very initial conversation right now. But you did see, like, the news yesterday, like, Interest rate, like what? So, what is going on in your world? And like, I obviously the news came out yesterday. Like, what's going on with you guys? Yeah, I mean, the interest rate rising stuff that people see. A lot of times, people, you know, equate that to like mortgage rates rising because that happens, like in the moment that it happens. A lot of times, when people are like, you know, got to uh, got to refinance or I got to buy before they raise interest rates, and it doesn't quite work like that. Mortgage rates are more market driven than something that are dictated by something like the Federal Reserve, like what you hear about yesterday. Although it does kind of have an impact on things over time and in different ways, rates have been rising pretty steadily since the fall. You know, last September, rates were in the low threes and now they're in, in the low sixes. And to give, to give you an idea, I mean, I was, I was talking to someone just this week, hadn't heard from them since last September, and they were, they were looking to buy a house for three twenty five. dollars the down payment they had, the payment last fall would have been probably around 1800 bucks. And now they're looking to buy still. And with the increase in interest rates, that same $325,000 house would have a payment of $2,350 per month. Jeez, so that's a huge amount of money yeah. that, that's basically changed in the past six months. And so either people have to be okay with spending that additional five, 600 bucks a month because rates have risen so much, or they can no longer afford to buy because that $2,350 is now above their limit. And now it's you know back to waiting for prices. So it is still a competitive market despite all that, despite high prices. Despite high interest rates, there's still plenty of people that are looking to buy. But we're just trying to navigate that market, set realistic expectations with people, and do whatever we can to help. That's what it's all about. One thing, too, I think I'm just so proud of, of, of you and everything the last, the last few years. How ingrained you are in the community. I mean, you know what I mean? Like how you're involved, obviously, with all like the local businesses, the, the, obviously, you're on the school board, the uh, all um, BNI groups and that kind of stuff. How... How much like value did you you guys put into kind of that relationship building, especially in like where you guys like live and stuff? Yeah, I mean, early on in my career, it was it was pretty clear to me that that's how that's like how I'm going to grow my business. You know, whether it was early unofficial networking groups that I think you might have even attended sometimes. Jeez, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that. But like even joining the Rotary Club, which I thought was super helpful to my growth in the business. Here I am, 20 year old, 20 something year old kid joining this Rotary Club. That's a traditionally older group of people. Um, 
you know, people that own businesses in the area, Bitterford Soccer or Southern Maine in general. And it was great for like networking with those people. And I'm no longer part of that group, but I've transitioned to other things, like you said, like school board type stuff and like BNI and, you know, softball. Those are my main things right now. But like, it, it was clear that I had to get myself out there. And same for you. I mean, I know you were in Chamber of Commerce, other networking groups. So it gets back to, to, to needing other people. And I try to just meet as many people as I can. And, and I'll honestly like help as many people as I can. I'm a big believer not to go off on BNI, but like, one of their mottos is, is giver's game. That's my... That's something that I try to live by. I try to give as much as I can, whether it's the causes I support or groups that I'm a part of and know that that type of stuff comes back to me. And it has great mentality that, and it takes time. You know what I mean? Like I think the biggest thing is people kind of think things happen quick, but once these relationships, I mean, once you go, you keep showing up and showing up and showing up at things, eventually something clicks and these relationships really start to form. And, and, and I know I was just having coffee with a realtor this morning. I knew a realtor a few years in the business. And, and that was one of the things that we talked about just kind of laying tracks for, for stuff. You know, now that I'm, you know, 13, 14 years in the business, it is a little bit easier, but it's nice when people are reaching out on a daily basis for, for mortgage related stuff, but it wasn't always that way. It was all these things that I think the both of us have done over time that have kind of led here and it's a work in progress. Always trying to build new relationships or, or find ways to network, but it does get easier and it does start to snowball over time. So. So it's good, you know? I mean, awesome. It's good. No, it's good. That's good advice. You know, like you said, time flies. It's wild so, to, to think about that. Now I need you to be my, I need you to be my Joe house. I need you to be my Johnny. <laughs> or give you a call. Complex litigation. <laughs> oh, Johnny. When I'm like, someone cancels on me. I'm like, Matt, you need yeah. to step in for a half hour and we'll figure out something to talk about. I know we have a lot of things coming up. We got Dr. Strange. We're hoping yes. to see, I know that's coming out this weekend. We want to go see that next week. We got Stranger Things starting later later this month. We got The Boys starting. A lot, a lot of good TV to talk about. Oh my gosh, there's so much good content, and that's what most of our like literally we'll talk for a half it's an funny. hour. We definitely talk more like TV shows and movies than we do even sports. You yes. know, like yeah. we definitely talk sports, but like I'm out on the Red Sox. I mean, we've been talking a lot of stuff <laughs> lately, which I'm fired yes. up about. Yeah, we definitely talk mostly about podcasts. You know, movies, TV shows, which yeah. is great. Yeah. yeah. So, so anytime an emergent someone uh, cancels on you, we, we'll have something to, to talk about and do a deep dive into. So awesome. Love it. So we'll, we'll end it with how people can, can find you online or contact you. Yeah. So I, for as far as social media goes, Instagram's really the only place I, I really am. And it's just at Matt Forcier. Uh, you'll see a, a lot of pictures of obviously my, my daughter, Marin, my, my wife, Heather, and my black lab, Desmond, uh, a lot, a lot of pictures there as well as like some video stuff that, that we do, but that's, that's the best place to, to find me. I'm really kind of not really on, on Facebook, um, yet and waiting for the, uh, the metaverse to take place and see what that's going <laughs> to So, <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. Well, listen, this was great. Way better than I thought it would go. Love talking to you. It honestly does feel like one of our phone calls that we now have a permanent record of that will be online for, <laughs> yes. for at least mom to see. I think mom <laughs> might watch it. We'll see. <laughs> mom is definitely going to watch it. Uh, yeah. Watch it. We'll send it. Uh, we'll send it to mom. It's funny. Half, half of our family thinks I'm a photographer. So this is going to be like news to them when they actually watch this thing. Yeah. They're, they literally are always like, Hey, can you bring your camera and take pictures? Yeah. And I'm like, guys, that's not what I do. You know what I mean? But so it'll be eye opening for family stuff. Yeah, this so. is going to change things. So. <laughs> exactly. Uh, all right, bud. Well, thanks for joining, pal. We'll talk soon, all right? All right, bud. Thanks so much. Great job. All right, thanks, pal. All right, bye.